You're listening to Tech Talks, the TV industry podcast from Broadcast Tech Magazine. My name is Jake Bickerton and I'm the editor of Broadcast Sport and Broadcast Tech Magazines. In this episode of the Broadcast Tech Talks podcast, I'm speaking to Manchester Studios Managing Director Melanie Jones about the setting up of high-end TV studios in Manchester City Centre on the famous former Granada Studios site. In the original plans that they had for the site, they didn't actually have studios remaining in the complex. It was primarily going to be office spaces. There was quite a lot of residential that came into it. And big things like the cultural space, which is the factory, which is the big performance venue that's coming in at the back. So that was the main kind of anchor points of the original development. What had been the studios, they had no tech in them, so it was just power and four walls, really. Mm-hmm. But we've had the opportunity to use them, meanwhile, used for drama productions. Mm-hmm. So that was really where the studios first came back into use in some degree from 2015. I see. So you started having dramas in there, just need that kind of four wall space and somewhere convenient in the city centre. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a kind of accidental thing. I'd only dealt with drama productions and done locations into commercial buildings before. And when I came to site here and saw that we had these five or six studio spaces that were just big empty boxes not being used, I kind of went, I'm sure somebody can use these. And funnily yeah. enough, we, we put a call out to Creative England and Screen Manchester, as it, it was at the time, and yeah. just said, you know, do you have anyone that might use these? And we did two viewings, and three weeks later, we booked the first guys, and they came in for six months. That was January 2016. From then onwards through till August 2018, we had a continual flow through of quite big drama productions coming in. We brought Peaky Blinders to the city. I think they'd been in Liverpool the previous couple of seasons and they right. came and did seasons four and five with mm-hmm. us in Manchester. So we brought a couple of bigger productions um, into the city, which was good. And Snatch was quite a big one. They did mm-hmm. a huge amount with us. We've had some really good drama productions came through. And by the time we then were able, as Allied London, to move the development forward with the construction of some of the bigger office buildings and stuff that were coming through, we'd actually realised and understood that we had a good and viable business there. Mm. The assets were worth a heck of a lot more as studio spaces and Mm. certainly for as a different kind of space than perhaps you would have thought of with an initial kind of office hat on. Mm. So that was where we properly formulated all studios and it was agreed that it would go forward as a business in its own right. For anybody that is familiar with it, which is usually quite a lot of people, the areas that it covers is the Breeze Studio or Garden Studio as it was known as under ITV, Mm -hmm. Um, Stage 1 which is now our Studio 1 having had its full tech upgrade, Stage 2 which is where we've got the Crystal Maze live experience which is the kind of go through play through that's been put into Manchester and then we've got the M1 Studio block of five studios because you've got the music recording one in there as well so those are the the main assets that Manchester Studios looks after within the new development and as it's going to grow out from it. Okay that's really interesting it's great background and what made you decide to move from sort of providing four wall space for dramas to fully fledged tv studios? The reason I saw an opportunity in the assets in the first place was because I've worked in buildings and property for a long time Mm. and properties will always do best what they were built to do. We used them as four wallers because that's what they were capable of doing at the time. They are amazing purpose-built broadcast studios. They've got the galleries, they've got the back of house. 
for audience shows particularly, but certainly for the kind of productions if you're in broadcast where you've got quite a lot of talent, the travel the travel connections are very good and easy mm. to get into. You can be a you can be from the train station to the site in about five, ten minutes, yeah. which is really nice and attractive. And if you want to get out all of the ancillary facilities that just all exist already because of the city centre location. Mm. So all of these different elements really lend itself to rebooting and putting back into the broadcast. But the other thing with it as well, I think, is that we just found that the demand was there. There's demand and a drive to push more things regionally, mm. as, as we know. Mm. And there are shows that could, can come up and out of London, but they have to have facilities that they can go into. Yeah. So in order to do that, we have to be able to provide the right quality, the right level, the service and everything to go with it. Over the years under Granada and ITV, they've run some of the biggest entertainment shows that were around at the time. What's he going to do for the drama productions that may want a stage? Previously, you were talking about maybe creating a soundstage just outside Manchester. Is, is that yeah. still on yeah, the no. Yeah, no, so we did that actually. So we, right. we did, created the soundstages early last year, 2019, and they opened in April last year. Right. So they've been occupied. So it's, we went for a site at Birchwood Park, which is... Really nice business park, great facilities on site, very nice, green, open environment. Right. Partway between Manchester and Liverpool. And we've got two sound stages there now, one of about 10,000 square feet and one about 5,000. Back to Manchester Studios. I guess the reconfiguring of spaces that were there already with Studio One being the first one that you finished. It sounds impressive, a 4K studio space. Do you want to tell us a little bit about um, you know, how you developed it, what you decided to put in there? During 2019, we ran a hybrid kind of setup. So we ran a number of shows, all with flyaway galleries, which is obviously quite a lot of work, taking things in and out as you choose it was nice and flexible for people, but there's also, it was a, quite a lot of work. Yeah. It was good for us in that it proved the case for really moving yeah. ahead with the investment, which is what we've done over the last few months. The upgrade of Studio One has been a joint design process between Anthony Gannon, that works in-house as our head of studios, and Raz Khan from 4KXL. They're both very, very familiar with the site, had both worked on the site in the past. Because Anthony, I think from an operational point of view and works predominantly with the clients and have done at ITV, he really knows exactly how a studio needs to operate, how, mm-hmm. what they need to be able to present to clients to be able to offer an adaptable service. And then Raz then lies in behind that and designs the systems and then his team will install the systems supplemented by our own studio team. Doing it in Studio One has been very helpful because given us the blueprint now to take on to doing the main studio block i think they're looking at different kind of technology there slightly because we've got multiple studios alongside one another and so we've got more opportunities for resilience and flexibility than in studio on as a standalone if you've already managed to get things like all the green rooms and uh, you know the production areas sorted out as well are you ready to sort of bring in a client at this stage our superstar dressing rooms are all complete now we're hoping that our first clients through the doors will be some of the clients that we had in last year so we're looking to bring Dragon's Den back in. Children's BBC we've done quite a lot with in the last couple of months and certainly through last year so we've got some pieces with them that we're just working through scheduling. The big ones probably with Possessed where we did the pilot last year the pilot was successful. I think those will be the first ones that we're looking to bring through and there's a real mix in that with 
the types of use actually because you're going from an audience show if we do end up doing audience in yeah. in the current climate yeah. through to much smaller ones where it, it's just more the use of the gallery and the and that side of it within the studio space and then with the main studio block i know you ran through a little bit at the start but how many additional studios tv studios do you think you'll be able to get out of that main studio block and kind of roughly what's the eta do you think of that yeah so the main studio block we are doing very little physically in terms of changing the the boxes because they're great that you know they're purpose built and i feel like i think sometimes with these kinds of things when you get them that were built a time ago you get something that are built in and just a much better and more specific way than we perhaps do these days. Mm. So the actual boxes we're not changing. So anyone that's worked in Studio 12 or Studio 6 would get exactly what they expected. We'll have the four main studios, which is Studio 2, 6, 8 and 12. With the, and we're retaining the old numbering as well, the Grudada numbering, because it just becomes confusing if you don't, I think. <laughs> right. um, we're having to reconfigure slightly around Studio 2 in order to provide access through to the recording studio at the back. It's a bit of a hidden gem, but there's an amazing recording studio that's hosted people like the Beatles and things hidden at the back of Studio 2. It's now come back into us as part of the wider studios project. Back of house, we've got to reconfigure a bit because the new construction took away a lot of the dressing rooms towards the back of to the studios so we are refurbishing and reclaiming a number of dubbing suites and things that used to be within the old Granada HQ building mm. so those all come back in and we're reconfiguring for the green rooms the dressing rooms mm. we're trying to keep in the ethos of things that were always there which was making it very quick and easy to get from your dressing rooms into the studio floor and stuff so we're mm. doing it all based around the experience for the talent and the production to try and make those things as mm. simple as possible and with that main studio block, will each of those studios have their own gallery or will you have a kind of shared gallery for that space? So um, a couple of different modes of thought at the moment. And it's a, I suppose it's a, a TBC, but oh, okay. we're looking at definitely doing two to three full galleries. The IP infrastructure, obviously, layering in behind that so that you can use them interchangeably. We're looking to open around June 2021. There's potential that we may open with two to three galleries completed. What about the public sort of crystal maze thing that you've got? Will that stay? As a, an organisation, their company run a number of different concepts as well as the crystal maze. And it may be that in the future they may wish to stay on the site and stay within the complex, but they've got other concepts that would come through and it'd be really nice to work with them on some of those. What about post-production within your Manchester studio space? Are you going to bring those in or are you going to work with partners for that? Within the wider um, studios in ECUK development, we've got the farm group who mm. took quite a considerable amount of space with us. It's about 25,000 square feet there. Um, we've worked jointly with them on a number of productions. There's been quite a few clients that came through with us last year that have worked with us in studios and have done post with them. Because we are ostensibly a studios company, I wouldn't say that we've got any particular aspirations to go into it. We focus on what we're good at. You've got somebody else that's a specialist in their mm. area. We've got great relationships with the guys at the farm and there are, there's a lot of connectivity, there's a lot of infrastructure that yeah. exists between the studios and the buildings within ECUK. ABC Building is home to Studio Lambert, it's got the farm group, Title Roller here, Hoopla Animation are here and we've also got Gobstopper in Bondage. So we've got dark fibre links between the office buildings and workspace 
and the studios. St John's was not originally conceived to be this enterprising creative space in the same way that it's actually coming out to be. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Broadcast Tech Tours podcasts. Subscribe now and I'll see you next time.